0: Hi, guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget, you can check out our blog where I'll list all the books we talk about every episode. You can find us at libraryoverload.home.blog. And then we're also a little more active on Instagram. We'll post pictures of what we've been talking about and love to interact with you guys there.
1: welcome back we are very excited to continue chatting about books we've been reading lately i think we both have lists that are piling up with things to talk about so that's exciting yes we do and guys i'm finally talking
0: about a non-romance what i know who it's march (laughs) and i finally
1: have a non-romance book you're so funny i've been reading a lot of romance as well it's just it's fun. I, I also today or this week shifted into some fantasy uh, romance stuff, which was fun. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready to jump into fantasy. I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to jump into. Mm-hmm. You know, fantasies, it's typically not just a one book. Like you're, yeah, you're I've normally, yeah, you're normally jumping into an entire series. So I've got to make sure that it's really, really good. I want it to be something I haven't read before, and obviously, it needs to be a finished series. So I'm trying to whittle it down.
1: Yeah, I'm ready though. Yeah, you could you could read um, Sarah J. Mass's new book. I could, but that's starting
0: a new chapter. No, I mean the
1: the the one that's oh, Nesta-
0: uh, Yes, but isn't that like that's what I mean though? That's kind of starting a new chapter. And Isn't... it's more Nesta and Cassian story mm-hmm. from what I understand. Okay. And so I think it's going to be like maybe a duology or a trilogy. Yeah. Sure. And so I think I would like it, but I would also be upset at the end of it. That makes sense. I really, really wish that, um, what was that book, uh, that series that you and Caitlin read? The second one is
1: Blood and Honey. What was uh, the first one? The Serpent and Dove Incident yes. of 2019.
0: Yes, I really, really cannot wait for that final book to come out later this year. Dying to get back into this series. Yeah. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but man, that cliffhanger. God!
1: Yeah. I'm Can't fairly certain we'll never forget it. No.
0: We will not. But, like, I did completely love it.
1: You were right that I would, I would love it, but it did mm-hmm. break a rule of mine. It's fine though. It was so, to be good. fair, I didn't quite know it was breaking the rule. It, it seemed a little more cut and dry to me than it did to you. Mm. But mm. I have less of a problem waiting than you do. So, I just, I read and Caitlin too much. has even I less forget. of a problem than I do. I forget. I have to start the whole thing over. <laughs> I know. That's what I've not done with um, Cassandra Clare. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like I need to go all the way back to the beginning to. To go through that, what was it, Lady Midnight, or mm-hmm. that well, whatever Lady, series that last one was? Yeah, well, Lady Midnight
0: starts up several years after um, City of Heavenly Fire,
1: mm-hmm. so it
0: really like I haven't read that series in years, and I was okay. Yeah, it's been a decade Lady. at least since I read that. Okay, it hasn't been that
1: long for me because, of
0: course. I waited until they were all out. <laughs> but,
1: well, um, I guess the last one came out, like, it came out, I think, the year Daniel and I started dating. So, like, maybe seven years ago or so. God almighty, has it been that long? I think so.
0: Wow. I don't remember, actually. I would have to look. That'll be fun for me to look. I read them all in like a week, week and a half. Yeah. Um, and it was just a few years ago. I don't think it was quite seven. Um, but yeah, I was okay with jumping right into Lady Midnight. Um, and I can't wait for her to finish the series with, um... oh, crap. What's his name? Not Jace, but the. Alec? Yes. Alec and Magnus. I oh, can't yeah. wait for her to finish their um, series. Yeah. I know that she's got two books out. And I, can't, I wonder what I it's
1: like inside her head with all of that in there. I know.
0: Uh, I feel like my room would look like a serial killer's stock room because I would have to, like, keep note cards and, Mm -hmm. like, remember because I would most definitely forget. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I also want to finish the Lorian Legacy series, which I started many moons ago. And I think I only have one book left, but now it's been so long (laughs) and I need to go back. Oh, and the same thing with, with Winter, with the Lunar Chronicles. Oh. She
0: just announced that she's got a new book coming out and it's Ooh. following Rumpel Stiltskin's story. Oh, that's neat. I know she just uh uh previewed the cover yesterday or two days ago and I was that's just like ah, that's ah, Melissa Marissa Meyer, Myers Meyer yeah. Meyer, yeah. yeah. Um one of these days yes. we'll get it right. <laughs> Lord. Um, but yes, cannot wait to read that. Um, but, yeah, I really wish you would finish the Cinder series. That one was so good. I kind of
1: sort of want to read it. I've waited so long now. I feel I like know. I'm going to have to go back. And so it's I even more it. of a commitment than it would yeah. have been. So No, I get it. I get it. I actually thought of you yesterday.
0: I went to the bookstore. Surprise, surprise.
1: And didn't and... invite me. How rude. <laughs> well, actually,
0: we went because – The bookstore that I used to work at, I still have a few friends that work there, and Chris collects, like, nerdy figurines and stuff, and they got the green Power Ranger in. And so we had to go and get it, and I was like, well, obviously, if we're going to a bookstore, we're not just buying a Power Ranger. Right. So I was looking through all the bargain books and stuff, and I actually saw um, the last book of that I Am Number Four series and made me think of you. Um. But, yeah, I'm ready to start some fantasy. It's just like, God, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know what mm-hmm. to start with. Like, it's just too much.
1: Yeah, I get that. That's why we've been avoiding reality for a while in the yeah. in the romance genre. But we've read some really good stuff. Yes,
0: so. I have thoroughly enjoyed a huge percentage of what I've read recently.
1: So. I think, like I talked about on the last episode, pigeonholing some of these books in the romance genre, I think, limits the audience. And, and I hate that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I wish that everyone could get past that kind of stigma and see this. I think the same Uh, thing happens with YA and adult readers.
0: I agree. Um, Yeah. A lot of adult readers kind of put their nose up towards YA Mm -hmm. and it's like, and I get it. I mean, it. Being a non-young adult, <laughs> um, sometimes it is difficult for me to read mm-hmm. YA. Like, we've talked about this before. I can't read just a regular YA romance. Right, contemporary like, YA romance yeah, is not my Yeah, I can't thing. do that. I right. can't, like, because I genuinely cannot. Like, I can't get on that level. Like, I'm like, chill, you're 16, man. Fantasy like, YA is a whole other thing, though. Yes, it is. And I wish there was, like, a sub, like, I wish there was the a separation. Sub-genre. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. um but yeah it's uh I, I do I do agree with you though um so I actually watched a thing the other day and I was actually going to talk about them so this is a cool little segue have you heard of the only all romance bookstore called the ripped bodice no it is only romance, and it's in Culver City, California, and it's called The Ripped Bodice. Is that not that's amazing? amazing? I know. I want to order every single romance book that I love from them just because, yeah. like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But I was watching a talk with them the other day on Instagram Live, and someone asked the owner of The Ripped Bodice, like, what, what makes a romance book? Like, what makes it a romance book other than mm-hmm. any other genre? And she was like, there has to be love. Mm -hmm. and there has to be a happy ending Mm -hmm. those are the only two things that require romance and so i wonder sometimes if books get pigeonholed in the romance genre when they could be so much more right is because of that happy happy ever after and a lot of times in fiction sometimes stories end without that perfect
1: little bow which you and i I I have talked about we dislike a lot the ambiguity Um, yes, I need you to
0: tell me what happened. I do not need to formulate it for myself. Yeah.
1: You've yeah. gone this far. Just give yeah. me a little bit more. The um, only caveat to that, I think, is one I read recently had a, a fairly Im- ambiguous ending. Mm-hmm. And I actually loved it and gave it five stars because I thought it made sense.
0: Ooh. And I want to spoil
1: it by telling you what it is because I think it'll gotcha. it. oh, yeah. You're going to have to tell me that later because I'd love to know. Yeah, that
0: was really, really interesting. So I was actually going to mention them a little bit later. But yeah, the Ripped Bodice nice. from
1: Culver City, California. I think California. a lot of the um, romance, like especially historical fiction romance, is called Bodice Ripper or something like that. Mm-hmm. The covers or something like that is called that. So that makes yeah, sense. yeah. I love I love the name of that store
0: though. If I ever find yeah. myself out that way, I'm gonna. I don't even care how far I have to drive.
1: Like, right. I wonder how far it is, Culver City, from L.A. Because I, I want to go to the I last do. bookstore in L.A. Oh, me that too. That place
0: too. There's so many great bookstores that you've heard about on the West Coast, like Powell's up in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I want to go to all of them. I want to go to Mahogany. About bookstores all day. God, <laughs> right? There's a great one um, that uh, President Obama used to go to in Washington. I think that one's Mahogany. Huh. Or it's an M-A-H word. It may not be mahogany. I that might be ruining is that. mahogany. I know. But yeah, there are so many fantastic bookstores. <laughs> we
1: were watching TV the other day, and some uh, Donald Sutherland came up on the screen, and Bella walked in, and she's like, "Oh, that's the guy from The Hunger Games." And I was like, "We have failed his parents." <laughs> Okay. To me, he's always going to be Mr. Bennett. <laughs> Mr. Bennett, but also for me, he's in Animal House, which is a movie in the seventies. That's the first oh, thing. Yeah. I've never seen in. Animal House, and it was—it's just funny to think about. Yeah, the generations of where you see. And mm-hmm. she said that, and I was like, "We failed as parents. It's okay. It's fine. This is fine." <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny, though. Yeah. Um, it almost okay. reminds me of that time that we saw a commercial for the movie Titanic, and she said, I can't believe anybody who was in that is still alive. It was so long ago. Listen, <laughs> child, I watched that on two separate VHS tapes. <laughs> I remember only watching the first tape and never <laughs> wanting to see the end of it, so I just stopped it in the first was Like Phoebe and Old there. Yeller? <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Oh man. Well, shall we get to books, guys? Yeah. That's why let's you're do here. It. Let's do it. I mean, we've already given you lots already. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one I'm gonna talk about is the second book in the Red Lipstick Coalition series by Stacey Hart. Love. And that is Player. Love. Love. Love them all. Loved them all. It was so so much fun. <gasps> Maybe I could order those books from the Ripped Bonnet. Oh yes. Do it. Do it <laughs> now. Peer pressure. Do it now. So you do
0: not have to pressure me into buying <laughs> books. Lord. Right, right, Give me the
1: website. <laughs> um so this one is about Val, Valentina, and Sam. And uh they have the coolest jobs ever. They work in the orchestra for Wicked on Broadway. Oh God, I would kill. What? I would kill. <laughs> I'll hit the symbols. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, this is like a legitimate job. This is not a hobby. This is their. This is their life. That's so oh. cool. Just, uh, I loved this book so much. It was so much fun. The, just the happiness and exuberance that came out of this book was spectacular. So, basically, Val is a curvaceous Latina woman. And she's very shy. She's never really had any experience. She being plus size has been bullied a lot. And then there's Sam and he's like the bad boy player. Um, and she, Val thinks that she'd never be able to get him in a million years. But through an interesting series of events, um, Sam and Val end up kind of like hanging out and they're both kind of drawn to each other. And Val propositions that they fake date and he teach her how to date so that she can get the man of her dreams someday and we all know how that works out sure so the fun stuff about this book is that sam's hobby that he does off broadway is swing music he plays in a swing band it's so much fun i already looked up to see if we had swing classes in town do we
0: Yes, we do. And I was like, Chris, will you swing dance with me? And he was like, God, I
1: don't know what that is. (laughs) I was like, it's fine. I'll sign us up. It's fine. That is funny. That's funny. But yeah, it's so much fun. So he takes Val to the swing club and she just kind of blossoms. You know, she enjoys it so much. And through their relationship, it's about body positivity, it's about the happiness that comes with swing. And coming into your own, finding your own power, uh, finding your own, exploring your own sexuality, and it's just—it was so much fun. It was so so much fun. Loved it so much. Yeah, definitely a bit some tea at points. Yes, um, we found this again from our new
0: BFF on Instagram, uh, Rate the Romance. She, I, I actually heard about this book first. Yes, me too. And so then we started the series and read them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, God, they were so good. Oh yeah.
1: Um, now our friend rate the romance because we're we're BFFs now. By the way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I regularly comment
0: on her stuff, and sometimes she answers. So nice. <laughs> we we both fangirl so hard when things like that happen. It's ridiculous. Oh, guys, on Instagram, we. Um, we posted a picture of the book, our buddy read book from last week and the author commented
1: on it. I liked it, but I have kept myself from commenting just so I can keep my cool. I've been thinking about like what <laughs> could I say? Because I don't want to like, you know, fangirl all over it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I love you so much. You're my favorite ever. <laughs> so I've been like trying to think, be like, be cool, Tavia, be cool. <laughs> But I was super, super excited. She said, "Great props."
0: (laughs) She is awesome. Um, But
1: yeah, I don't even remember what we
0: what we were talking about. We were talking about about "Rake the Romance." Gotcha.
1: Um, So she actually liked "Player" the best out of the series. But you and I both liked the third one best, which was this one's called "Work in Progress," uh, and it's the third book in the series, and it's about Amelia who has a massive amount of anxiety. And she is a book book blogger. And it's Love about her. Thomas Bain. And he is an author. Love and she, him. Yeah. She goes to meet him for a book signing for this new job opportunity she's been given. And basically, um, he's smitten with her right off the bat. And through another series of events, they end up in a fake marriage. She's like... I don't even know how I got here, but okay, we're here. I, I think that's like my second favorite uh, trope
0: is oh, yeah? when they get fake married for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think that's my that's second funny. favorite trope. So it's a publicity stunt for Thomas, but you know, again, these things never work out that way. So they both kind of start falling in love with each other. Obviously, Amelia moves in, and so it's forced proximity, and she's a virgin. So, he's like, oh, let me play. Let me show you. And it's just, it was awesome. I think we both loved it because the book aspect of it. Because Mm -hmm. of the love of writing. So, Amelia's helping Thomas get through his next novel and he's helping her be strong and brave and come out of her shell but i thought i also loved it because it goes into so much more deeper emotions and backstory than the first two did so we hear so much of thomas's backstory that um and quite a bit of Amelia's too but much of thomas's backstory that i think adds to the story Mm -hmm. helps me understand him in ways that i didn't quite get with the first two if that makes sense
0: yeah. Well, I think, too, and I just thought of this now, is each woman that we follow in their own uh, book, each one, it's, like, their passion is more, like, more kind of front and center. Yeah. Um, like, in the first one, she's... Like, you can feel it tall. more. Yeah. Like, the first one, it's art history. And, yeah, we get that. We visit... Um, where do we go? Rome? Paris? Florence. Lord. Um, <laughs> get your life somewhere together. No over there it, <sighs> <sighs> um, but yeah so I mean there's a little bit of art history and you see that a little bit but then the second one's even more with music and it's it's like in your face love of music and then the third one with the love of books like it's just oh it's it's, yeah. it's lovely
1: and the fourth one I read, which I'll also just mention, is called Well Suited. And this is one you haven't read, but I, I have not. I think you haven't read it because of the trope that comes with it. But I loved this one. It was one of my favorites. It's probably tied just because of the amount of backstory that we get in it. And this one's about Catherine. And she is very structured and very strict and very emotionless. I was going to ask, is she a smidge on the autistic spectrum? They never mention that. They give some things that come with it that you'll understand. Um, But it's about her and it's about Theo, which is Thomas's twin brother. And the night that they go to the swing club in Val's story, her and Thomas have a one night stand. (gasps) and she ends up pregnant. Oh, I didn't know any of this. Yes, yes. And so Theo was basically completely smitten with her and has been trying to get in contact with her and she's been ignoring him because she's like, Superfluous entanglements I don't need, I don't want. But then she comes up pregnant and she's like, Well, shoot. <laughs>
0: now I'm gonna go talk to him. That's exactly what I, I would say if I found myself knocked up
1: after a one-night stand. She, well, shoot. She <laughs> she says, what do we do now? <laughs> she says she goes to him and she's like, You'll remember our prophylactic malfunction. It <laughs> <laughs> just cracks me up. He's like, uh, I remember I'm sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> So that's really funny. But when she's there to tell him, she's kind of really early on in the pregnancy and all of the other girls have moved out of their townhouse and she gets sick and faints and Theo's immediately like, oh, you're moving in with me immediately. You're not going to be on your own while this is happening Um but there's so many things in Catherine's life that have been out of control. The reason that she is as strict and regimented as she is is because her parents were complete, ridiculous hippies. <laughs> so her mother's name is Sparrow. Of course it um, is. That's not her real name. That's what she changed it to. Sure. But growing up, Catherine was the adult in the c- scenario. She said, mm. we didn't have dinner unless I made a schedule and fed us. Like So she became the way she is because of such a chaotic childhood and she does not want that chaos to come back in Mm -hmm. so she's trying to put off her feelings for for theo she's like no this is not gonna work for me too many things are changing already i can't get involved in this but obviously they're living in the same house and she's pregnant so um you know hormones are crazy and theo's basically in love with her from the moment he meets her because they're, she's just so different from anybody else. But the amount of emotional depth in the backstory in this one was phenomenal because we got a lot of Theo's backstory with Thomas in the ne- mm-hmm. the, the previous book. And then it continues in this one. And then we get Catherine's backstory and it's just, it's so spectacular. And there's so much emotion and happiness and depth and like stress. And at one point Catherine's mom just shows up out of the blue and she's like, Well, your dad and I released each other again, so I thought I'd visit you. Um and what, she, was very conscious uncoupling. Yeah. And so, you know, chaos comes in her mother's wake. <laughs> and it it stresses her and and theo is there and it's precious and and then we get to see kind of the end of where the four girls end up it gives us a bit of an epilogue on that um where it's a year later and that's
0: well damn it
1: i'm gonna have to read this one yeah i mean it's not that long they're not that
0: long books so well i recall i stayed up very late reading accidentally
1: Yes, but I I really like the last two. I think were my my absolute favorite, even though the surprise baby thing I can definitely see would throw you off. Mm -hmm. But the baby's really not that much of a factor so much as the pregnancy. Okay. I can deal with that. Um, And
0: then that author, Stacey Hart, has a brand new book that's, I think it's still coming out. I don't think it's dropped yet. Um, And it's called Bet the Farm. And it's like small Uh town, love. Um, Oh, I've seen that. I didn't realize that was Stacey Hart. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and I don't think it's dropped yet, but I think it's on its way. Um, But, yeah, it sounds super cute, too. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. definitely going to be checking out a
1: lot of her books. Like, I really loved that series. I loved her writing style. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fantastic.
0: And the covers of her books are
1: phenomenal. Well, that was the three
0: that finished up that series. Awesome. I am going to rapid-fire finish a series of my own really quickly. Okay, so I read *The Tourist Attraction* by Sarah Morgan Thaler. Thaller. Morgan Thaller? That's what I'm gonna do. Um, <laughs> a few months ago, and I, I've been wanting to get into this one as well. So I read the second and third one back to back. The second one is called *Mistletoe and Mister Wright*, and it was good. Um, it wasn't awesome. The was it Christmassy-ish? I have a hard um, time reading Christmassy books not at Christmas. I, girl, weird. I have read, like, three Christmas books in the past, like, month. <laughs> That's funny. I got you. <laughs> um, okay. So, Mistletoe Mister Mr. Right, uh, we, uh, we follow Lana, who is someone we met in the first book. She is a socialite that um, kind of made Moose Springs her home away from home. Um, and eventually she got to the point where she actually bought the town and is trying to bring in more more money, like think do good things for the town. But these small town folk are like, no ma'am, we don't want tourists in this hat, ta- like in this town. Like we don't want it. And she's trying to be like, guys, if you don't have tourism, you have no money. Like yeah. you have to have that's your economy. Toys. Yeah. And but they're all like super rude about it. It's it's pretty pitiful. And then we meet Rick, who is the local, like, pool bar owner. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, just precious. Super awkward because he went through a rough uh, divorce. His wife left him because of she she wasn't interested in staying in the small town. Um. And so Rick has had this huge crush on Lana for a while now. But Lana is, like, a gajillionaire. And poor Rick is barely How do you making it. In- gajillionaire g-a-j-i-l-l-i-o-n-a-i-r-e good job thank you um but lana is so wealthy and rick is barely keeping the lights on and so he's like Mm -hmm. who am i to ask out this so accomplished woman yeah and so and and it turns out lana has a crush on him too and so it's just it's really it's a sweet story it was Mm -hmm. fine it wasn't awesome book three is awesome so this one follows easton lockett and he is a mountaineer kind of like a tour guide if you want to climb a mountain or when someone gets lost in the woods during a blizzard easton is the one that can track and find you he's dreamy (laughs) well um and so river lane is kind of this um She's a mini celebrity. She was in a few TV shows. People recognize her, things like that. Well, she's trying to get out of of the acting side and into more of a um, directorial um, position. And so she uh, was able to get permission to shoot a documentary about Moose Springs. Well, the townsfolk didn't give her that permission. So, of course, she's struggling because she filled out a form online to get permission to um, film in certain areas. And But when she shows up at town hall, town hall is always closed and it has a sign to go to the sheriff's office. Well, the sheriff is like, oh, you got to go to town hall. And it just keeps bouncing her back and forth and she's getting real pissed off. Well, eventually it comes down to it that they're just flat out not going to let her film there. Like, everyone is rude to her. Um, this town keep, is the worst. They just don't like outsiders. It's kind of ridiculous. But they're all hilarious. So, eventually it she decides that instead of filming the actual city, um, they're actually going to climb Mount Vale, which is this giant mountain right outside of Moose Springs. And Easton is actually going to take them up there and it is an amazing story of just this woman that's been fighting for so much and she's like so close and she ends up like just loving this climb like it's I don't know it just it makes you want to go out and just do something it was just like so good yeah um but meanwhile they're falling in love um at one point (laughs) um they meet this animal i think it was a malamute is that how you pronounce that animal malamute, an alaskan
1: malamute? it's a dog yeah.
0: it was like it's almost like a badger or um something it, like in my head it was kind of like a badger let me see if i can find it
1: an alaskan malamute it's a husky type dog then that is not what i'm trying to say
0: well it's not a malamute but it's like a Starts with an M, and it's like this little like beaver slash badger type animal, and it it falls in love with Easton and follows them halfway up the mountain. And so when Easton and River start getting closer, the the animal starts yelling at Easton like it's hysterical. <laughs> That's so hilarious.
1: funny.
0: Um. So yeah, the third one was by far my favorite actually just heard that there's a fourth one in the works oh, super cool. excited about that yeah. there are plenty more people that we've met in these in these books that have not been partnered up with someone mm-hmm. yet so like i'm very intrigued to see who gets the next book
1: yeah and you told me those were more pg13 or pg didn't you they're more pg yeah um but cool. they're they're witty like they're just yeah. so witty Um, I mean, we've been reading lots of other stuff that I just wanted to make sure if you don't like the other stuff, we've been reading this with you. If you
0: don't like to be a dirty pervert like Tavia and I, these books are good for you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Tavia and I are in a group message, a group chat, and we're constantly (laughs) constantly talking about the dirty books that we read. And poor Caitlin is not reading them. And I'm like,
1: Caitlin, come read with us. Yeah, we've we've definitely been peer pressuring her to read the yeah. dirty stuff with us. That's fine. All right, what of got, dirty girl? Stuff, yay! I have my next book to talk about is called Three Way Split <laughs> <laughs> by Aaliyah Winters. <laughs> and I picked this one out because one of my prompts on our little uh, year of smut <laughs> challenge was a Rita or Vivon award winner. And Mm -hmm. this one won in 2019 the Rita Award, which I really am not 100% sure what that is, but it's a romance award. Yeah,
0: they're like Emmys for romance novels, yeah.
1: It was definitely kind of interesting. It's about Hannah, and she owns a sex toy shop in this tiny little town. And Mitchell and Ben, and they are bar restaurant owners. And... In my mind, I described this place as Gilmore Girls After Dark. It's like, think Stars Hollow. That's the way the town struck me. But with a sex shop right in the middle? Right. And so okay. it's it's fall, and they're going to have a fall festival in the town. Well, this year they have included an element that um, after 10 p.m., adult entertainment can come out so they can serve beer. This sex toy shop can kind of do their thing and have a booth. But Hannah is struggling with the shop so much that she can't do a booth all by herself. So she's kind of been flirting with Mitchell for quite a while, but Mitchell and Ben are in a um, friends with benefits relationship. So Hannah comes in and she's like, yeah, I kind of like you both. (laughs) And so they form a polyamorous relationship. Um, they split the booth and then it kind of, you know, develops after that. So the three-way split ends up being about the booth at the thing. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. they also form a polyamorous relationship. What I loved so much about this book is that Hannah's best friend is a therapist and she's getting her PhD. And her dissertation is on polyamory. polyamory. And she sets up a workshop that the three characters go to, to discuss polyamory, how it works, how, you know, to navigate it. And I thought that kind of education in a book like this was just really, really cool. That is cool. Um, The plot, the characters (laughs) were fun. I liked it. It was, but just that, that amount of attention to something that is just not talked about and that is outside the norm it, a, a bit taboo but to kind of bring awareness to it in a healthy way and not just as like you know this is just a dirty thing to do but to actually talk about it in terms of being a relationship mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool and really special so that's why I liked the book so much
0: well that's cool yeah. one of the um, authors I used to re- used to read uh, Laurel K. Hamilton is in a polyamorous relationship and she's very open about it she discusses it and nice. um, and so, it's always been interesting to me. Even though I stopped reading her, um, she is still an
1: interesting person for me. And I do yeah. enjoy
0: following her on Instagram and yeah. her blog. Yeah.
1: I find the concept very, very intriguing. I'm not, obviously not. I'm married to a man. <laughs> but just I found... singular man? Yes, just the one. It's a lot of work to have more than one, I would imagine. <laughs> but I find the concept intriguing. And mm-hmm. I find the the thought that was put into the way that this relationship was handled even better. Um, Because I mean, like, you know, we talk about needing awareness towards bisexual and transgender and, and, and gay romances and things like that. But this, this is never out there. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a thing that people do. It's out there. I think we need to talk about it more and be more open with it. And I, I really appreciated that this book did that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, my next one is actually
0: one that I meant to give to you as our um, book recommendations for each other annual okay. episode. So this one is called Ayesha at Last, and this is by Uzma Jelaludian and this is a Muslim Canadian woman. Ooh, interesting. Um, and this is a Pride and Prejudice turned Muslim romance.
1: So you just kept this for yourself and didn't share it like a selfish person? I completely selfish
0: person? forgot about it until I picked it up. I was like, rude. Oh, I totally meant to give this to Tavia. Rude. But I read it for you. So I'll tell you about it. Thanks for sparing me. The, I the got you. That. Got you. So we follow Aisha and um, Khalid. So Aisha is obviously part of the Muslim community. She is not very um, traditional. She's a modern woman. She doesn't need a husband. She's not hunting for a husband. Um, and then we have Khalid, who is as traditional as a young man in the Muslim community can be. He wears the um, the robe. He's got a long beard. Um, he wears uh the hat. Like he he doesn't drink. He isn't a, he doesn't touch other women. He's just very, very traditional. Um <clears throat> and we kind of follow their growth in their story. And initially starting out, like you don't really get the pride and prejudice vibes until all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, like yes. But it's so crazy how It honestly doesn't follow the plot of Pride and Prejudice at all. You know how, like, a lot of the times when they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, a retelling of Pride and Prejudice, it's essentially the same plot but modern or Mm -hmm. the same names and, like, but this one, like, it was, like, flipped upside down, turned over, like, it was just crazy, but it still felt like Pride and Prejudice. It was wild. So... Aisha and um, Khalid end up on the same committee planning this big youth, like, it's like a Muslim youth conference, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, uh, Aisha is there pretending to be her cousin who couldn't find the time to be here. Her cousin is younger and is getting marriage proposals by the dozens. And she just can't find the time to plan this event and so she tells Aisha to go and pretend to be her so this whole time that Aisha and Khalid are speaking and somewhat getting to know each other after kind of a misstep where they accidentally run into each other at a bar Uh, and Khalid basically tells her um, women shouldn't be drinking why are you here and she's like why are you here (laughs) Um, but um, the whole time um, he doesn't know who she is And so it's just, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was really, really good. Not only does it do like a pride and prejudice, he's very prejudiced against um, her because she doesn't act the way he believes a Muslim woman should be. But it's also, she is very prideful in the fact that I'm a modern woman and I don't need you to want me. But then all of a sudden, like, God, she really wants him to want her. And it was so good. But it also follows how he is discriminated against at work because of the way he dresses. Um, A new HR manager comes in and she tries to shake his hand. And he's like, man, I'm so sorry. I don't, I do not touch what other women. And she makes it her mission to destroy him simply because of his religious beliefs and the way that he dresses and things like that. It's disgusting. But it really shows that and oh my god. It was really good. It was That's so awesome. good. Sounds um, really that, good. Yes, you would really, really like it. Um, but the reason I was talking about the ripped bodice earlier was because I saw the author doing a chat that was um, mediated by Uh, the ripped bodice so it was really neat Um, she is lovely the author is Um, but yeah it was so good thoroughly loved it you would totally totally love it too so this is me should have told you about it last May but I'm telling you now you're
1: welcome (laughs) thank you (laughs) I will put it on my list immediately yes do you have any more
0: yes I have one more
1: I'll go ahead and do one more real quick then <clears throat> so the next one I'm going to talk about is called Mr. Right Across the Street, and this is by Catherine Freeman, and this is a British romance, and it was so Love. much fun. I'm trying to place this. I feel like I've seen this. You've probably seen it on Write the Romance. Oh, that's probably where. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I haven't picked up a book lately that's not been on there, except this fantasy series I just yep. read. Yep. Um, but it is about Mia, and she has just moved to Manchester to kind of get away from a crazy ex. So she's left everything, all her family, and she's moved, and she's alone here. She lives above a bar. Love. And, My God, that's the dream. Right? She one day decides to go down and check out the bar, and the bartender, who ends up being the owner of the bar, um, is quite smitten with her, and she's quite smitten with him. And it turns out that he lives across the street from her. So, their windows face each other. And she has been watching him work out every morning at 10 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. And so, when she goes into the bar to meet him, she's like, oh. (laughs) It's nice to see you with a shirt on. Yes. Yes. And so, he's quite smitten. But she's very, like, unsure. And he asks for her phone number. And she... Says, no, I'm not going to give you my phone number. I had a situation. It's basically a stalker type X. Um, And she says, the only people that have my phone number are my parents and my sister. So I'm not going to give you that. So he starts writing notes and sticking them in his window so she can see them across the hall. Oh, it's like a COVID romance. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So he's wooing her with notes in the window. I love it. It's precious. It's absolutely precious. And then he decides, he's like, well, I'll just show you around Manchester so you can, you know, get to know the city that you're in or whatever. And obviously, they kind of gravitate towards each other, even though he's been a player and she's really skittish about relationships now. Um, And then there's another twist that's like. What that you didn't see coming that I'm not gonna spoil, but it was it was a lot of fun and it's British romance. It's just it's so witty, it's hysterical, and I just I loved it. It was that it was sounds adorable. Yeah,
0: yeah. How are we on the smut meter? What would you rate it?
1: Um, I'd say probably
0: four or five.
1: Oh, okay. Three and a half, okay. four. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely. I think I got it from the rated R section. Okay. Of okay. The romance, it was definitely a bit smutty, so I, I enjoyed it. So it's smutty British romance, you can't beat that. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> okay, guys, I have my fiction,
0: fiction book, <laughs> not romance. Okay, so um, I checked out The Midnight Library by Matt Haig,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so this has kind of been everywhere recently, too. Um, it's just come out actually on paperback. Um, uh, this author also wrote uh, "How to Stop Time," which was a really big book a couple of years ago. I actually have the ARC, never opened it up. <laughs> um, so the Midnight Roma- uh, The Midnight Library follows Nora. and immediately first sentence is um, "We meet Nora so many hours before she decides to die." And right. so it's like you're counting down until the moment she decides to die. And it's basically, her life has just been crap. Because of severe anxiety, she did not pursue a musical career with the band that she was in when she was younger. And they could have gone places. They were ready to sign a contract and she, her anxiety wouldn't do it. Wow. She blamed it on the fact that she was in love and she wanted to be married. Well, the man that she was engaged to she walked away from him right before they got married. Mm -hmm. And it's just a constant state of, I almost almost was happy, but then I walked away. Um, And so it's gotten to the point now where her parents are gone. Her brother no longer speaks to her. She has no one. She's all alone. And then her cat dies. And it's just, she has nothing. She's fired from her job in the first chapter. So it's just like, how much worse can it get? Yeah, And so she decides to die. So the Midnight Library. Is this realm. In between. Life and death. Where each book. Is where you made a different decision. In life. And you oh, can see where cool. it would take you. Um, awesome. So. She meets the librarian. And the librarian is actually. Portrayed as. The librarian that she. That was in her school's library when she was a child. And so it's always someone that you kind of um, looked up to. Someone that you put a lot of emphasis on. Well, t- once she gets the grasp of it, she's like, okay, well, I want to see the world and where I did marry Dan. And she's not as happy as she thought she would have been.
1: Mm-hmm. And so then
0: she's like, okay, well, let me see the world where this happens and this happens. And it's just she she keeps... She'll go to this world and look like her, but still have the memory of the Midnight Library. And she's, and every time she feels disappointed with this life, she goes back to the library, starts all over. And, and she's just searching for the perfect life. And when you find it, you get to stay there. So she's looking and looking for it. But the whole point of it is your life is perfect the way it is. And there's mm-hmm. no, like, you can keep hunting and keep looking for that grass that's greener. But, like, this is the life that you have now. Make it what you want it to be. And it was just. That's awesome. Oh, my God. It was very deep. Um, not typically my kind of thing, but I just heard so many great things about it. And Matt Haig, I actually follow him on Instagram. And he suffers severely with anxiety and depression. And he's very open about it. Um And he, every day, he's like, tell me one tiny, minuscule thing that made your day better. And oh, nice. he's just constantly like, you are enough. Your life is enough. That's you, awesome. even with those extra 10 pounds, are enough. Like, he's just so awesome. I wish he was, like, my personal, like, little motivational speaker. <laughs> he's just lovely. And so I wanted to read it. And it was beautiful. Aww. Um, I've already recommended it to more of my literary friends. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not necessarily something that I would have normally picked up. Um, but it was lovely. That's awesome. Yes, it was very, very nice. I, I highly after. recommend it. Yeah, it was very good. Um I couldn't believe I, I got through it. I had been on the wait list with the library for weeks. And when it popped up and I was like, okay, let's see
1: if I can do this. And I <laughs> did it. You did it. And that was I, a
0: heavy, a heavy lifting on that one too. I know, but it was very good. I'm very glad that I read it.
1: Yeah, it sounds fantastic. I'll have to check it out as well. I think it's on my list, um, but it sounds even better than what I thought it was going to be. So, mm-hmm. I loved the premise. But yeah, that's all I
0: got, girl. All right. Well, I thought that was a bunch of good stuff. Yes. So many books talked about today. Yeah, our blog is going to be overloaded you're gonna have some with lots of books. <laughs> yes, we'll have lots of books to list out on our blog. So mm-hmm. if you're driving or doing dishes while you're listening to the podcast, you can check out the website later, and I'll have all the books we talked about, so you don't miss anything.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. We rambled for quite a while about lots of different things. Hopefully yeah, we covered. Stuff to
0: read about. We covered so many things today. We did. I'll also link the ripped bodice in on our blog as well. I've already checked out their website. They seem like lovely people over there. I follow <laughs> them on Instagram as well. Like nice, yeah. But well. yeah, I'm definitely gonna be ordering my next romances from there. Do it. Um, yes, it's gonna be a fun time. But yeah, I hope you guys have a lovely week. Yes. Go on Instagram and let us know what you've been reading. Mm-hmm. We always like to know. Our thousands long to be red lists are always looking to make more yeah. friends. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> but yeah,
0: have a lovely week, guys, and thanks for listening.
1: We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.